You are now tuned in to the Generation Y Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another Generation Y Podcast. And I am super excited about this person that came in all the way from Ada, Oklahoma. And um, so if everybody can, give a warm welcome to the man, the myth, the legend, Dylan Chase, everybody. What's yeah, going yeah. On? Thank okay. you, studio audience. Yes. That's, bro, how are you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. I'm just uh, glad to be here. I like what Generation Y has been doing. I've had a lot of downtime, you know, yeah. with so much stuff getting canceled because of COVID. So yeah. I'm glad that y'all are putting out meaningful content that can keep my life interesting. That's what's up, man. My life is boring now, bro. Yeah, come on. So you, you've been a local rapper, but traveled all over the world. Yeah. Um, and so, like, how, how long have you been doing music so far? Since I was 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I'm like 40, so that's a <laughs> lot of years. You are not 40. Are no. you serious? I was about 34. to say, you look really good for so, 40. Yeah, over 20, over 20 years I've been trying to rap. That's trying. You no, yeah. you're, you're dope. I want to get to, would you be down to freestyle at the end of this? Oh, uh, he's talking mm-hmm. to my manager. No, okay. I mean, it could definitely happen. I wish I had a beat or something. Calling from Mogo? I'm is ru- it okay? I'm rusty. Is it okay? How are you rusty? Because all the concerts got canceled. It's like a muscle, you know? Oh, okay. I got you. I've been trying to battle rap my kids. It's not going over well. <laughs> battle rap your kids? You got to do something. You have what? Four, four now, right? Four, four kids. One's about to be an adult, so yeah. about to lose that tax write-off. Probably have to have another. <laughs> so you got three and then one adult. Yeah, that's what's up. Okay, and well, he's, he's starting his he's own. Seventeen. D- DJ Squared has his own like coffee thing, right? He's to- he's totally disassociated himself from DJ Squared, man. But oh it, my thank bad, you, Julian. Sorry, Julian. Julian. That's what I know him as. Designs. Right? He's doing graphic work. Yeah. He's killing it as a barista at a coffee shop. Yeah. You know, you don't know too many 17-year-olds that are entrusted to, like, open and, and run a coffee shop yeah. for half the day by themselves. Right, that's true. Like, like who, who, you must be out your mind. That means that. that you raised a good kid. But it's because if you know Julian, he can handle it. That's know? true, so, that's yeah. true. It's been really cool. It's hard, you know, transitioning from raising this cute little child that believes right. everything you say and you, you're smarter than them, yeah. you're stronger than them, they need you to survive. But he's taller than you now, right? Yeah. And that, as a, <laughs> as a parent, that, like, makes you feel needed, and we all have that desire to be needed. So yeah. it's been interesting trying to love and maintain our relationship, even though, like, sometimes it's hard for me to feel needed yeah. by him because he's 17 years old. But right. I know he still needs, like, encouragement and affirmation. But honestly, transitioning out of him being my DJ was the hardest thing we've ever been to in right. our relationship. Yeah, We kind of made light of it. We did our little farewell tour, but, like... Man, it, you know, it was literally like what he did his last show in August and yeah. it was like in March by the time our relationship had like got back to like a right. good place. So yeah, yeah. I'm not really good at math. I didn't go to like college for long enough, but that's a lot of months from that's August to March. That's yeah, like yeah. a lot of months. I was wanting to get into that. So yeah, yeah, your son has been your DJ this whole, yeah. um, your whole career or like how long? Yeah, I mean, I, I brought much. him on like, in 2013 yeah. so just for people out there who are creatives and yeah. who have a desire and a dream you know I worked a full-time job for like almost 10 years yeah, yeah. and just never gave up and like kept pursuing music right. but I kept it in balance I tried to make sure that my priorities were in order right and eventually you know in 2014 or so I was able to transition full-time yeah that's along the time Julian came in as my DJ just yeah. out of necessity I was like 
I really need to have someone who's available and affordable. So, boom, there you are. (laughs) Ten years old. You live in my house. Yeah. (laughs) And it turned out to be a really cool thing. Saw a lot of cool things happen. Uh, You know, a lot of people out there who had, you know, kids who had broken relationships with their dad. And I came from a broken relationship with my dad. They were able to see, like, a healthy father-son relationship and able to see, like, man, this is what fatherhood should look like. Right, right, right. So I miss, like, being able to champion that because now, like, he's not out there on the road with me. Right. And I've just had... Colin has DJed for me and my dude B-Way has DJed for me. And, and, like, sometimes I treat him like my son and that's awkward. And it's like, hey, yeah. don't drink that Red Bull. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. Like, here, let me put your straw in your... Colin's like, I'm a grown man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, that's a bit... But you were... I remember you um, at shows, you would say uh, that you would pay Julian and Hot Pockets, right? Yeah. Whenever he was a kid. That was our go. I was our go-to dad joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he does have an account that he will inherit at 18 years old. Okay, so. that's what's so up. Like... He really would get money put in a savings account, and then yeah. sometimes we'd let him buy, like, you know, his, when he was 12, we'd let him buy, like, a video game. Yeah, yeah. And then when he was, like, 15, I was like, okay, if you want to buy a car, just go to the lot, pay it for it in cash. No, not really. Just, <laughs> we didn't have that much money in the account. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's dope. So you've been doing music for 20 years, um, yeah. and you got into music. Like, what were some of, like, your influences, like, you know, because yeah. you started out as a, as a battle rapper, right? I mean... I saw the videos, bro. Yeah, I you guess that's in. the first legitimate thing Buzz I did. Cut but I started out as like polo. a middle school dance rapper. Dance rapper? Middle I didn't school know that. dance rapper. Oh, so you dancer. danced? No, at the middle school dance. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right? That's the genesis. In seventh okay. grade, Yeah. I learned this song uh, from Puff Daddy and Mace. Yeah. Feels so good. And dun, okay. dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. They play it. For some reason, you know, this 20-year-old DJ, I was like, I asked, like, hey, can I have the microphone? And he let me. And I just went in. What you know about going out, mm-hmm. head west, red legs, TVs, all up in the headset. Yeah. And I just start rapping, and then the girls turn around. And, That's when and they look you down knew. at me because I was so small and little. <laughs> but they all wanted to dance with me after that. And I was like, you know, I could be a rapper. But <laughs> you the, know I could be a rapper. That is part of it. But the more serious thing was, yeah. you know, Creativity for me was like a survival instinct. My right. home life was just horrible, like so yeah. much emotional trauma and, yeah. and drug addiction with my mom and dad and in and out of rehabs yeah. and just kind of never feeling like having that feeling rooted or feeling yeah. grounded and protected and provided for. Right. And it was like I had to try to make sense of such a chaotic life. And yeah, I yeah. found that when I could do anything creative, like so started as writing stories, progressed into like writing poetry, even like, you know, 10, 11 years old until I I started listening to rap music. And that was just like, that's the expression. Like all this stuff that's built up inside of me, like this seems the, like, I don't want to sing about it. You know what I mean? I don't want to write a short story. I want to like rap about it. You know what I mean? So my brother, like he introduced me to Wu-Tang. I was like in fifth grade. That's way... I mean, Wu-Tang's for the children, but Wu-Tang's not really <laughs> literally for the, for the children. children. Right, right, right. So I'm listening to a lot of East Coast rap and then yeah. like getting introduced to like Nas. And mm. I'm trying to think anyone who could still has some relevancy today right, right, that right. people yeah, would yeah. know about. Everybody going to be like, hey, hey, who? Yeah, I know. Right? Of course, like Eminem. But, you know, yeah, yeah. back then, like white rappers almost tried to pretend like they didn't like Eminem because it was like you felt But they had the poster of, on the wall and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so I listened to him and was really trash for quite a few years. And then, like, junior, senior year, I started getting into 
battle rap, which like exposed that I was trash and then forced me to actually <laughs> try to get better, you know? Yeah, yeah. I got pretty good at it, so. Definitely. That's what's up. And so you developed like all of that into like w- an actual career and becoming an actual artist, yeah? Yeah. And so like what was that transition like from going from, you know, I'm going to play around with this as a hobby, yeah. but then actually making it like, you know, I could actually make this a full-time thing. What, what was that transition? You know, I think really looking at every door that was closed is like, well, I think I could use a better metaphor, but for every door that was closed, yeah. it was really just an opportunity for me to make my own door, right? Okay. Or if people talk about like being in your lane or what lane, or like every time I got cut off, you know, in traffic and there was no lane for me to yeah, yeah. pursue my career and, and do it as like a legitimate job. Right. I I spent years, man, being so frustrated and defeated and in my feelings because it yeah. seems like, Man, all these opportunities were being taken away, but right. then I, I I flipped my thinking and started and started looking at it like, you know what? This is actually an opportunity for me to make my own lane. So yeah, yeah. if I can't get in the studios, let me learn how to build my own studio, right? right? Right. If I can't, you know, get people to produce and mix my music, let me learn how to do it. Yeah. And then learning to put out, you know, merch and and learning to shoot music videos or something like yep. I just started trying to acquire every skill yeah. that I needed yeah and eventually just being um man disciplined and not giving up you know what I mean yeah, yeah it, the definitely. transition happens slowly yeah. so it's like first it's like okay I'm putting out music I'm kind of building a little bit of a fan base yeah and then you know it, it's really hard to just make money off of putting out music you right. have to tour you know Definitely. in this in this climate yeah so then seeing okay i'm having like two or so like shows a month and just trying to build off of that and yeah. really man it was like i actually left my job at the bank i was working there like as a consumer loan officer and kind of had my career path was not yeah. happy at my job was not passionate about it my wife encouraged me to go back to school yeah so i go i go back to university at east central okay Shout in Ada, Oklahoma, and my I, I get through my first year of school. By my second year, man, by the, actually that summer before the semester started, I realized like I'm actually like making what I was making at the, at bank, the bank, like doing music, and wow. and then slowly I had to make my exit from school. But I'm gonna go back yeah. and finish and get my degree maybe one day. Yeah, yeah, that's maybe one up. day I'll do so well they'll give me an honorary like doctorate. <laughs> right, right, right. I think right. that's what happened with Kanye. So that's what's up. Um and you'll be able to do the speech and everything. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Look at Dylan Chase. Dylan hometown Chase. hero. Um but like I I would say man to even from Cause I met you, uh, what was it like, two thousand? Well, actually, that video shoot was like twenty thirteen, so we would have met like twenty thirteen. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm for really one, good let me. With dates, bro. I was, I was. You are good. Yeah. You're good with numbers, even though you're not. You say good that you're not good with math. Um, that's that's the memorization. Yeah, that's what exactly. it is. Um, so my thing, uh, with that, seeing you from then, hold on. Let, hmm. Can you tell the story of the video shoot? Okay, though? Okay. So <laughs> I'd heard about Jordan Miller. This guy right here. I won't talk about his former stage name, <laughs> but he was kind of like a hype man for one of my friends. And yeah, we're gonna do this video shoot, you know. And it's like a typical like everyone thinks it's a rap video. We have to have a hood scene, or it's not complete. Right. <laughs> so what do people do in the hood? I mean, they just shoot dice, they shoot craps, and <laughs> where do they do it at? They do it at the Mardell's parking lot in Norman, <laughs> Oklahoma. So there we show up, man. 
think we parked no, at the Chick Fil A and walked over. How to how the, like godly is all that scene? Is like Chick Fil A, Mardell's, I know Mardell's and let's shoot dice man, there's right like here. This whole juxtaposition going on <laughs> is very artful. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then like you have some dudes who are legitimately like the, I think one of the artist's cousins had like got out of prison not too long ago. So you right. got some dudes with some real street yeah, cred, yeah. and then. You had Jordan Miller, man. He had the high socks before the high socks were even yeah. in fashion yet. Right. Yeah, and he yeah. just kind of looked like a cool, like, skater guy. And it just, I don't even know awkward. who asked me to be in that video. I'm I thought I was just there. I'm thinking you had there. to be like fourth choice or something. I'm thinking had there, to be. there had, had to, to be, be some other people that fell out <laughs> last to. minute. You know what? We need some more bodies. Hey, hey you. Hey, yeah. Come on, go. On. Hey, but you know what? Yeah. You, you did it, man. That's you, hilarious. You get, that like, video's still out, right? Nope. Nice. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, anyway, so even knowing you from you. even knowing you from then till uh, you know even now is like I say like you are like definitely one of the most inspiring people that I've seen. Like do, oh, doing man, your own you. music videos, doing your own like mixing, mastering, and you know going through that whole process. Even going to like your studio that you have in your yeah, you know. Do you still have that? Is that no? We we left it behind. You know what I mean. <laughs> it the shed. So it was a shed, and then like you know. It was converted into a studio yeah. and um, everything. I don't know how you shot like videos in there, I know, but like you like make it look like it's you look make it look like it's a ginormous thing. Yeah. But like and you it's going, a shed. it's a shed, yeah. but it's dope. Like yeah. you have an AC in there and everything. I'm gonna miss it, man. But yeah, we got the studio actually in the house now, yeah. so you'll have to come through. And check definitely, it out. definitely. But like even even seeing like all the stuff that you do, man, it's like you really are about. The behind the scenes, and you know, mm-hmm. putting your own taste and your, you know, touch of, of everything, um, and so, and you were even mixing and mastering other people's stuff too, right? I mean, yeah, besides that's my part st- of the, yeah, that's part of the transition too. Was like from a, I had to think about it from a financial perspective right. as I transitioned because I had a family, so I couldn't right. do like the risk I could have taken as a single person. Like I wasn't afforded to me, like yeah, to take yeah. those type of risks. Right. So, yeah, I was mixing other people's music. I was shooting music videos, wedding yeah. videos, man, I was trying to use like every tool that God had given me to yeah, create yeah. opportunity. Definitely. So even as, I mean, that's a, probably the most entrepreneur thing as that I could yeah. think of. Um, but like, even for somebody that's out there, like, you know what I'm saying? Like trying to figure out what to do. Like how, how did you go from making like all the gifts that you have? Yeah. Like you, you kind of, what you're saying is like you kind of were forced into having yeah, to learn necessity, everything. Yeah. Right. And even being like where you're at, like Ada or Stratford, Oklahoma mm-hmm. is like, how did you find those lanes? Did you like forcefully like, you know, you know, well, it's like, you know, I grew up in Dallas, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I had some connections and already this goes back to before I even came to Oklahoma, you know, yeah. doors being shut and trying to learn to do things on my own. Yeah. Like, I can remember being in high school and, like, literally mapping out what my studio was going to look like. Yeah, yeah. And, like, writing down everything from Guitar Center that I needed. And it was, like, all this money. And I was convinced, like, once I get this money, (laughs) I can make my album. If I could sell 10 CDs a day, that's $100 a day. I'll just go to different... Like, I had this whole plan. You were a banker before you were a banker. Yeah, I was 16 years old. And so the drive was there, you know? And then... um, I'm in Dallas. I moved to Denton and I'm going to church with these other guys who were like much further ahead of me and where they yeah. were in music. You know, guys like that some people know, like, you know, Lecrae and Tripoli yeah. and Tadashi and these people. And so I had that connection, yep. but then that never like 
facility like actually yeah. materialized into a real opportunity for me. Yeah, yeah. So when I had to relocate to Oklahoma, man, it's because as, as newlyweds, we just hit rock bottom. Like yeah, I lost yeah. my job. We were running out of money quick, like trying to yeah. live, you know, north of Dallas. And there was a, a family owned property in Ada, like this little house that my grandparents owned. And they said, y'all, y'all can come here to get back on your feet. And That's we did. Awesome. Yeah. So then it was like starting over because there was yeah. nothing here. Like I right. used to like go to the, the skate park and like hand out my CDs. <laughs> yeah, or like yeah. creep like creepishly like hang out in front of like student ministry yeah, yeah. events and like hand out CDs. On the curb, just um, waiting yeah, for kids just to come waiting for out. people. Julian, That's you know, he up. was like four years old at the time. So, so you let have your four-year-old do, do, hey, go give him this CD. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying, man. And I, I don't even know. I just look back now and suddenly like I've been to so many places in Oklahoma. Right. I, Oklahoma has supported me. Like if it wasn't for Oklahoma, I couldn't do yeah. what I do full time. But it was such a gradual process yeah. that I can't even pinpoint when the pendulum started to move over to yeah. where I started to have opportunities. It was just right. slowly but surely. One step at a time, right? Yeah. yeah. So what, um, like I think your first, first CD is New Light, right? The Light. Yeah. The Light. Yeah. You, you might still I have, have a the copy only of it. one. I need you to told see, me that I should I never had. let you borrow that. I've been bumping it this whole time. It's a spur of the moment thing. Yeah, the light. <laughs> um, it, and so, like, how many how many CDs have you dropped since then? Oh, dude, a lot. Yeah. So you got the light, the pursuit. Yeah. Uh, pause. Weak. Beautiful art and three volumes of Speak Up. Be different. Drifting. Joyful loser. So that I guess like eleven. That's crazy. And these are these have been all in the matter of how since oh six years ago pretty good and yeah. then like you have tons Singles of features and, yeah and so like yeah you've been you've been out here yeah yep. that's what's up man and so um and then how many how many tours have, have you done i've put together um let's see i think i've done like six of my own tours and those are yeah that's what i was about to say yeah. is like you put them all together what's that process like putting oh, your own man, tour it's together so scary and stressful after this last one i did with colin we went all the way out to san diego yeah and back and we normally had a show like about every five hours of driving. We would every five about hours. every five hours, you know, like we'd have another city to be in. So, That's but so I, crazy. I after that one, after the tours, my first reaction is I'm never doing this again. It was too yeah. stressful. Then like a week later, I'm already trying to plan <laughs> another one. Yeah, but yeah. man, it comes with years of relationship and right. then also just quality. You know, word of mouth is great. So if you yeah. like, I used to not care what my show looked like live. I would just rap. And right. then I started getting into lighting. I started getting into crowd engagement. Yeah, and yeah. then that just built up into like, we actually want to put like something on that's like worth coming to that yeah, you're not yeah. just like, man, when is this over so we can go eat? Right. So you got to take a lot of L's if you're going to try to put together a tour. You're going to have to do free shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're going to yeah. have to lose money. Um, and so even this past one we did in fall of 2019, like we probably did three to four just free shows because yeah. like, uh, maybe they gave us a place to stay for the night. Maybe right. we got a free meal out of it, but like yeah. you just take what you can when you're, when you're going out from yeah. city to city. And so we normally just niche out about two weeks, a two week time period and try to do about 10 shows in two weeks and Yikes. try to That's crazy. come out on top. Yeah. <laughs> to come out on top. Come out That's not broke up. and not in debt. There you go. So like, um, even with, uh, like putting your, cause I was a part of, Two, yeah, two be tours? different tour and then the live in your living room. 
Right, right, right. We need to bring that concert series back. That was actually pretty dope because you had like the whole blow inflatable up couch. couch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was super tight. But like even even watching you through that whole thing, like you put together your own show, but then also you you bring your own sound, you bring your own lighting. Yeah, we still got then, that same sound from that tour too. I need to like upgrade, man. It's that's been through. Up. It. It's been through a lot. What was it? What are they? It's like the QSC K12s, and then I had some JBL like 500 watt subs. That's Heck it. Yeah. Heck yeah. A match made in heaven. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> that. They bump, man. And then, like, especially some of the towns and places yeah. we went, they're like, yeah, you're going nuts. Yeah, Wichita. <laughs> right. No water. No water, yes. Um, so, like, even, like, seeing, like, the the effort that you put into mm-hmm. that is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because some people, like, as artists, they go into a spot expecting, you know, all Everything this stuff there, to be yeah. given to them and then setting up, you know, they don't have to worry about that type of stuff. You know, you, you come in at least two hours before setting up all this all this, this stuff. This last time we tried to get there like four hours before. We had so much more, you know what I mean, yeah. added to the equipment. We had more lights. We had staging right. and everything. But, yeah. man, it, it makes for, like... If you can create a moment that could just give someone just a minute of hope right. or of, of truth yeah. and you create the environment to where they're actually going to pay attention, that's yeah. what I learned is like, especially with young people, it's hard. There's so much thrown at them. It's hard to get right. their attention. If I just come in there rapping like in a room that's <laughs> right. just lit and there's like small little speakers, no matter system. how good I rap, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's going to be very hard to keep right. them engaged for 45 minutes. Definitely, so definitely. I found that, man, it just created more powerful experience to, to bring yeah. in the lighting and it's it's just worth it you know i do i don't always travel with my own sound and sometimes we go somewhere and it's just it's rough it's like <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm just like thinking man this whole night literally would have went different if we just would have had the right. sound and the lights and everything else. definitely i remember some some churches that we went to like um like there was some stuff that you were even shocked by you're like we walked in like yeah. yo this sound system sounds great we'll just yes. use this oh, and so i was like yeah definitely you remember and the so, san antonio show where we just waited for people to show up <laughs> was that the one in the gym no no that was the one like with sean it was like a little storefront in san antonio oh yeah, yeah yeah yes we waited man i ran out of cds and i had to go to uh i went with ob to the um oh, best yeah. buy and got cardboard cutouts for it that's awesome yeah man. you always you always own that but you know that i remember like that tour story you show up to a venue yeah there's an eviction notice on the door <laughs> yes. and then the guy yes. opens it and he turns he like prays and then he turns on the light switch he's like okay i thought they're supposed to turn off our lights today because i have three months behind on the bill and i'm like this has been, which, if right. you watch this, we love you. Um, <laughs> right. But, we, yeah. you know, we've been booked for five months. And right. We probably should have known that you were getting eviction. Obviously. Yeah, should have got that notice to you and first. Then, <laughs> then you wait around for people to show up, and yeah. it's like, okay, we're, we're already 45 minutes behind right. schedule. Ain't nobody coming. We just There was a pretty started. good turnout through that, though. There was, like... I'm, well, I mean, for a small room, like and 25 an evicted people, building, uh, right? 25 people in a small evicted building, <laughs> yeah. that's like a, a sold-out stadium. Heck you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, that was that's dope. A, it was super hot in there, too. Probably the most concert in an evicted, no-AC building that's <laughs> exactly. ever happened. I think it made for a better show, a yeah, way better it experience. experience. <laughs> it was an experience. That's what's up, man. That's the, that's the same thing, even, too, with, like, Generation Y, like, whenever we... Um, and even seeing like people like you and, um, even with the group that we were with before is like, you know, there's nobody that really goes into these schools and brings and sets an atmosphere for these students. And so it's like, that's, that's kind of the mindset that we want to go with, with generation Y is that we come in with 
all of our nice sound system, all of the lighting and projectors, projector screens and everything like that, and fog machines and everything. It's like you want to you want to bring something to these students that are already they're walking in with like a open open mind, open heart and to works, something. You know I mean? Yeah. Cuz I've ra- I've rapped at a gymnasium during like a school thing. Yeah. With just the the regular lights that like they use to light up the basketball court <laughs> right, and right. The PA system that they announce like the players' names with. Yeah, it's yeah. horrible. It's, it's and horrible. they probably think that right. dude's trash. You know right. what I mean? But if the exactly. atmosphere would have been right, you know, yeah. it totally would have went different. Definitely. And so also I wanna get to uh like bro, you you are like writing wise, like mm-hmm. I love the the way that you write. For one, you've done a whole album based off of space. Thank you. A you lot know of what I'm saying? Respect that. <laughs> that is crazy yeah. to me. And like every song has a theme. You know what I'm saying? That has to do with space, the yeah. constellation, the star, all that kind of stuff. And so, like, the way that you write, man, is, like, so more thought out than a lot of artists that I've seen. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I just want to say I really respect that. What's the, what's that um, thought process through that? Like, Well, I mean, I want to say, like, you do the same thing, too, though, like, in your writing. You know I, what I mean? haven't done an so, album off of it, but, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, hmm, I, I used to think that rapping was just about rhyming words. Right. And then I realized, like, man, that's probably the least important thing about your rap is the word you end on that rhymes. Wow. You know, it's yeah. everything in between. Yeah. And really, a lot of it came, like, when I went back to school at 28 years old, yeah. you know, going to a university, and I'm focused, I'm, I'm an English major, and I'm getting introduced to all these all this literature and yeah. like I'm like dang this dude's got bars and he's not even, like he's just writing a book you know yeah, what I mean yeah. he's not even rhyming but the way he's putting together phrases it's right. like gives you a mental movie picture and I'm like yeah, yeah. that's what I want like instead of trying to just be like all these punchlines and yeah. I I just want to like when I say my words I want you to be able to like see them yeah. in your head and so that's for the most part what I've been trying to do just thinking trying to put together just stuff we may say every day but yeah. trying to put it together like in a thoughtful way yeah definitely Keep that's super dope and that's that's even something that i miss like hearing um because you whenever our long drives i remember one time you let me drive that was oh, pretty intense was, you kind of got scared driver you, dude i'm so soup. sorry it, colin knows man bro. i'm always like hey watch the rpm right they're, they're i'm like too fa- there was one time he was like in the back and i think julian was asleep or something like that it was me and sean just rocking it in the front seat and then he was like write, writing music and he was going to town. It was like, I don't know what, you, I think you were writing. Uh, Probably for Speak Up Volume 3. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But I just, all I hear is these these headphones knocking in, in the backseat and then he's just going this. And all I hear, like, I don't know what I was doing. I was like, I barely swerved or something. He's like, hey, hey, hey. hey, hey, hey. It's like, uh, where'd you come from? Check your blind spot. <laughs> Check your blind spot. It was hilarious. But uh, even that's that's the thing that I was going to say. I, I, is like, Wait, I got to interrupt you, though, because me and Julian were talking about this moment and I can't remember where this phrase came from. Stop being a jerk. Oh. Why don't you stop being a jerk? I didn't want to bring it up. Okay. <laughs> what happened? So, <laughs> I don't, okay. So we were... One, well, the people need to know when you're on tour, there's lots of emotions. You're right. drained. You're disappointed yeah. sometimes if you go to a place and it's just really rough turnout or they're not real hospitable right. to you. And right, right, right. Okay. So, so we got... Scene. We were We were in Texas. Um... I think yeah, was Sean was there. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what what place it was, but uh, anyway, so I'm like, I'm I feel like I'm a I'm along for the ride, you know, at the tour. I'm the kind of the 
lighthearted, you know, joking around type guy. Um, (laughs) But like, so I'm being sarcastic all the time. That's just how I am. But (laughs) (laughs) so like we're some of the memories are coming back. We're packing. We're packing up. What should we stop at? uh, Yeah, these lawnmowers are going nuts. (laughs) Um, But so like we were we're packing up and then like we're um, loading up your truck and stuff like that. And I think we were. What or- sarcastic thing did you say? I don't like, remember, it, remember, but I was just joking. Or like, anyway. I want to say it was either something about the speed at which we were going, or like loading stuff up. Yeah, loading. It was I- something. Like, yeah, I don't know, but I say something, and, <laughs> and I don't know <laughs> why. Mode. I don't know why you were like, because I think something happened outside of that. Yeah. That you were there's something you were communicating with uh, the people that were running the show. Or like yeah, hosting the show or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there was some things going on there. Yeah, like, you know, I, I was just trying to fight to get us a hotel room at that point. Thought we might be oh, sleeping yeah, on yeah. the streets. Like there was a lot of miscommunication. Right. Yeah, they yeah. didn't have a room ready for us. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I say something, and then I all I remember is the positioning. So I think you were on top of the truck loading up like the and sound I have, equipment. Like, the dad posture that I put my hands on my hip like <laughs> yes. that. And then I'm I'm on the back side of the tailgate and then I say something like joking around. And I think I'm laughing too when I'm <laughs> saying it. And you turn around like that. And say <laughs> say just won't you stop being a jerk? <laughs> and I'm like, what? You what? hurt my feelings. <laughs> Why don't you stop being a jerk? And then through the whole rest of the tour, <laughs> I would mean Julia just kept saying, Stop being a jerk. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was the funniest Oh man, thing. thank you for forgiving me oh, for that moment. No, man. I just I'm I you know, tried to tread lightly because I It's hard, man, when you're yeah. like the, the guy who's heading like in charge of everything, you know right. what I mean? Like Yeah. You feel different levels of responsibility. Definitely. Do you remember like yeah. we went to Houston and I forgot Julian's DJ board and I forgot all my yep. merch. Mm-hmm. And um what I did you on, end I up put doing on for that? I put on like uh one of Sean's shirts and I remember uh-huh. you were like, Dylan, you need to go, you need to go up a size, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I had to go to the XL man and I remember I, I at the end of the night I was like, Hey guys, at least we got paid, you know what I mean? Because right. we get paid and I'd pay you an amount, I'd pay Sean an amount. Yeah. And for the first like the first time ever, it's never happened. Before it's never happened since then, they wrote a hot check. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. But as the guy who's like, y'all have taken risk and y'all aren't getting paid a lot, I'd already paid y'all like out of my account, but yeah, I couldn't yeah. turn around and be like, hey guys, y'all need to send me that money back because right. the check bounced. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I took like a big hit on that. And that, that's just the things that happen when you're trying to pursue I was about your to dreams. Say, yeah, man. And like, even that's what I was going to say too, is I'm learning. Without risk, there's like no reward or something like that. You better say it. Say it with confidence. That was a good one. No risk, there's no reward and stop being a jerk. (laughs) But the, like the, uh, the, the responsibility, I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of people that don't understand because even doing Generation Y and we're traveling to, you know, California or Texas or Michigan or whatever. And then, then it's like. People in the bus probably thinking, "Oh, this is just a fun trip." Blah uh-huh. blah blah. You know, it's not knowing, not knowing on. what it took to, you know, put it on the yeah. context that you've been having to make the, you know, even the money situation back and forth. Blah blah blah. And it's like Y'all there's ever so had where, much. Like, you had the contact made, but then things start on your way out to the event. Things start getting like shaky and oh, miscommunicated. Yeah. That's stressful. Definitely, there was one school that we went to that was a, uh, uh, I don't know if it was in Oklahoma or not, but. Uh, we were driving, and on the way there, the lady calls me and says, where are you at? 
And I said, what do you mean? We're on our way. And she said, <laughs> she was like, the, the assembly starts in 30 minutes and we're an hour out. And so I'm like, uh, no, uh, in our messages, you said this is, and then I screenshotted it, sent it to her. Oh, you and have she receipts. said, yeah, oh, pff, yes, got to. Um, and so, like, and she was like, no, you're, uh, we have you scheduled for this in the itinerary or whatever for the school. And I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. I can't fly there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in a bus with like a trailer and everything. Her, stop being a jerk. <laughs> I almost did. No. But, uh, and so, like, she somehow worked it out. But, like, just stuff like that, yeah. like, you, you really don't understand. Especially, like, even with schools, it's so unpredictable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They already have a, uh, unflexible schedule and everything yeah. like that, and so, but that's that's the thing, man. Is like I really respect like everything that you've been, you know, rocking with, and then even the yeah. evolution of your music has been dope too, because it's like you really like not follow trend, but like uh-huh. you take a trend and then like make it your own type stuff. Yeah. Whether it's the triple syllable thing or like the um, you're dabbling in the singing too now a little bit Shout melodic out stuff. Shout out to auto tune, but like also yeah. you play the piano too, right? See, that was, like, one of the first tours where I was trying to incorporate that, like, on the Be Different tour. Right, yeah. And I put it down for, like, four years, and then and last year I picked it back up again. I'm like, yeah. I need to stick this out. Because so. that was a dope element that you brought in to yeah. the show. Dude, I, I, and that's another thing, man. I, it's like sink or swim. I've made so many mistakes in front of people on yeah, yeah. piano, like, because it's not, like, the thing I'm most naturally gifted at. Okay. But, you know, I'm learning, man. That's one yeah. thing, like, during this time of being quarantined and a lot of things being shut down and you know my schedule just being like clear until the end of july yeah it's just trying to grow man and stay productive and so one thing has been trying to grow like right learning to play piano yeah working on singing you know that's the thing during times like this is you have to just tackle it one day at a time yeah some days, sometimes the day like tackles me and I don't get ahead of it and I just <laughs> yeah, feel yeah. discouraged and Definitely. I start looking at like all the missed opportunities. I start feeling so like depressed about it and like, man, what am I doing? But then I realized, man, there's always something I could do. There's always a creative expression yeah. I could have. There's always someone I could help and encourage and like yeah, just yeah. trying to take it a day at a time. And even, and even the like stories that you've already had of people that you've impacted, I've, I'm sure like yeah. that plays a good role in it too, right? To like Yeah, keep it's further good to hear it. that because I forget like my music still exist out there and yeah. like, even though i could be at home depressed like my music could be helping someone through their depression yeah. and i don't even know about it you Definitely. know what i mean so that is a cool thing about the power of music man so yeah it's been uh it's been interesting like learning how to still be creative and get out there and and, and tackle like you know this whole music thing yeah with stuff being shut down so it has forced me to kind of do more digital stuff the way you guys are doing, which right, like, right. You know, that's where the world is at, especially for young Definitely. people. That's almost more real to them than the real world. You yeah. know what I mean? Is the Definitely. digital, like social media. You have a, you have a TikTok? Bro, I, I tried and failed at TikTok, man. For real? Like, I'm too old. I feel like dude. you would be good at it. I feel like it was too cringy. I didn't know what <laughs> I was doing. Cringy. I feel like with TikTok, it's mainly taking a trend and like making it your own and right. doing it. And that's just not my thing. Like, got you. Okay. That doesn't inspire me. <laughs> it doesn't inspire me. I had to tell me. TikTok, stop being a jerk. <laughs> there you go. There no, so I, I, Chris, I feel like. Chris I, is killing it. Chris A? Chris is killing it. I mean, he just had the. Uh, Tenacity to not give up, man. Yeah, yeah, that's what's and, yeah, up. So he's yeah, he's doing pretty well on it. I'm he's I'm excited for him about that. Yeah. 
But yeah, dude, I'm gonna try TikTok again, but I gotta yeah. just y'all gotta school me on it. So I help just, me out in the comments or something. Something yeah, what yeah. I need to do. Help Dylan Chase out with TikTok, everybody. Um, but yeah, so uh, oh man, so um, also you're a part of uh, Die Die Daily still, yes. or is that like how no, how's that still, working? Yeah, I'm I'm still horrible. I'm not in the group chat as much <laughs> as I should be, but yeah, I yeah. still rock with those guys and support them, and they yeah. support me. And man, they just model sacrificing like your own selfish type of personal endeavors and it's okay to have goals and to get out there and pursue your dreams but are your dreams like selfish or are they going to add value to communities and to people and so that kind of helps keep me in balance you know what i mean and what i'm trying to do to try to like remember that slogan like die daily like it's not about you it's about god it's about others so die daily live forever right die daily yeah live forever yeah that'll be my first tattoo you don't have one no, I feel like once you're almost 35, it's kind of a weird time to start getting I think that's probably but. the perfect time because nobody would think about it. All right, you hear it. that, babe, if my wife <laughs> is watching this? Yeah. I was in Jerusalem, bro. That's where Jesus got his tattoo. Of course. All right? And there's a tattoo parlor. No. <laughs> there's a tattoo parlor like in old, like, old Jerusalem. Yeah. The old is what they call it. So uh-huh. it like, literally looks like it's out of like a Matt Bourne, like, scene where uh-huh. he's like running through some market like in the middle east yeah. you know this is really cool place and everyone on the trip not everyone but that's how you say when you're like a kid everyone's doing right, it. right right everyone was going <laughs> right. to get tattoos from like right. jesus's third cousin <laughs> jesus third cousin. so i'm like messaging my wife on Joseph whatsapp the you know and i'm like hey like i, I think i want to get a tattoo like i'm in the holy land it's jerusalem and <laughs> so this ink is like, gonna be really holy no yeah. No. She said no. no. And then I wanted to get one more on tour, which you wouldn't have had time to anyway. She's like, I don't know yet. I what were know. you trying to get? Uh, I was going to either get like Die Daily or I was going to even do one where, where I was going to get like, uh, I had not even thought that far out. Oh, okay. It. Probably yeah. right on the lower back. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get like the whole good. deal with like your kids' names and they're like arrows or something like that. I was going to try to get that. You know, I was going to try Die to daily with life. arrows and your kids? <laughs> no, this is a separate tattoo <laughs> okay. idea. Like, I'm what? basically trying to find out what my wife would be like. Okay, yeah. maybe she doesn't want like, maybe if it's something with our family. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, yeah. I want to get a portrait of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just right this here hair on my flowing. chest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That'd be amazing. I want to get that the Tiger King tattoo, like the <laughs> <laughs> property of Joe Exotic. <laughs> And then a bull that covers it up, yeah, that doesn't know, cover it up. That's, that, that's the final. That's the, yeah, it looked pretty oh good. Like, God. no, it doesn't. Nice to that's see hilarious. that dude, like, shopping at Walmart in Paul's Valley. Like, yeah, because you live pretty I close live right to... There, uh, oh, I could, like, tell you a whole Tiger King story of, like, taking Julian there when he was eight years old. And I pay, like, 50 bucks a person to have the the cut. I feel horrible, you know what I mean? But the Tiger Cub experience. Right. When I tell you, like, first of all, I'm like... Uh, I just have this like printed out piece of paper like Tiger Cub experience like uh, where do I go for this and they're like oh two o'clock you come back two o'clock and we go there <laughs> they walk us through like the outside of the zoo into uh, a trailer home like I'm talking this thing was single wide a trailer home just falling apart mm. like re- we go in there reeks of like cigarettes and meth amphetamines <laughs> and we sit down on the carpet you ever know a carpet like feels sticky and oh, like yeah, soily definitely. yeah there's yeah. a shaggy carpet. Like and someone just, just poured bleach all over it or yeah, something? Yeah, it's just dimly lit. And <laughs> dimly lit. They bring out this... This tiger was born like three seconds before we got there. The thing's like... It ha- doesn't have his eyes open yet. You Oozing. can't really play. Like It's just 
there and I'm like, Julian, like, look happy. You know what I mean? I paid a hundred bucks for this. And I'm like trying to take pictures. But With camera this sheet of paper that says Cub experience. Cub experience. Yeah. So that's, that's the story, man. Who was doing it? Was it Joe? Like no, Joe brought no, him out? He wasn't there. He, it was one of his uh, cult followers or whatever. But I, we did we did some of Joe Exotic tours too. Oh he was like he gosh. had so many quotables, bro. He would That's like have amazing. a gun. He had like two guns and yeah. And it was so like he would the sell Joe Exotic underwear in the gift shop. Like, really? Just, you buy one? <laughs> I like amazing. tigers, man. I like I like I like to support <laughs> like wildlife. You know, <laughs> That's amazing. You've yeah. been wearing them on the the tours, and I didn't know about it. <laughs> makes you feel dangerous. <laughs> yes, man. Yeah. That like makes the whole stop being a jerk story hit different now when you it's, really think about it's it. It's completely. Different. <laughs> oh man! What? Oh my god! That's hilarious. Um, do you feel like that I, tour like prepared you for what you do now? Hold on. I'm interviewing you now. <laughs> He said it hit different. <laughs> Literally. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's prepared me for it's prepared me for uh generation Y. <laughs> Get it oh together, man. Oh my gosh. Yo. I just pictured you my turn it back around. <laughs> just my grandma passed away last year. <laughs> what? I'm serious. Not the time, Dylan. Why is that funny to you? This is not the time. March 2019. <laughs> we knew it was coming. Why are you laughing? I'm crying. You, I'm, I'm crying. so sorry. Why are you laughing? <laughs> oh, God. I was trying to see if that would bring you down to earth. <laughs> Trying. So did op- did opening up on my bootleg tours in rural America prepare you for Generation Y as- assemblies? Yes, yeah, it did a lot. Good. I have to feel like I had some part of your success because I'm prideful like that. It's not like yeah, he got there one oh, beater, God. one for me. No, I'm uh, anyway. Uh, yes, I feel like it definitely therapy, man. it really that felt good. I appreciate you, that. You need to release some more. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm good. I got it. I got it back. Okay. I got it back. Um, no, I do. I do feel like it definitely prepared. Me. Like I was saying earlier about uh, the group that I was with before, and then being on tour with you, and then just seeing how um, how live performances are conducted, and mm-hmm. even from the beginning and uh, to the end of you know the setup to the teardown, but then behind the scenes of communicating, make sure that. You know, even even the people that you bring with you are conducting themselves yeah. in the right type of manner of, um, you know, just like stuff that you stand for, your yeah, mission yeah. and your vision is like you're the main guy. We don't want to make Dylan look bad. So it's kind of even the same thing of um, people you roll with. Do they have the same heart that you do? Do they have the same type of idea of like I've got a talent and a purpose, but am I just being on stage just to be on stage? Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? So because yeah, because people <clears throat> can sense that, too. I think that's like a turn off for this generation. Like if someone's up there and then and they're just like desperate for your attention yeah, and want to yeah. be validated like that's you know yeah. that's not it you know what i mean but when they know Definitely. you're up there and you're confident and you you care more about them than you care about yourself i think yeah. people can sense that on stage even when it's oh, not yeah. verbalized you know what I for mean? sure and i've seen that because like i started out just craving attention you know what yeah, i mean yeah. and i used to go on stage 
to find affirmation. Yeah. Now I go on stage like from a place of being affirmed already. Like in my relationships yeah, yeah, yeah. that matter most, I'm affirmed. Yeah. I'm affirmed by my creator. I don't need affirmation. And that gives me so much freedom yeah, yeah. to go on stage and do what I do. Definitely. That's what's up. And even like <clears throat> from the first tour that I was on with you and then um, to this, even the second one, it was like, it, it seemed like you even got more comfortable with yourself for some yeah, reason. And it's like, sure. you know. And then probably like, by this la- the last tour that my son and I did, I felt like I was full yeah. of bad mode by that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, you, I mean, you jumped off of a cliffhanger, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I what? mean, the knees, man. <laughs> my knees. Didn't my you knees. say that you had a stunt double? Did I see that you post about that? That was hilarious, yeah. If you watch, there's a tour for the, there's a documentary for the Wild West tour we did, George uh-huh. the Loser Wild West tour. Yeah. We had a situation uh, where the stage was literally had like a low ceiling, and so yeah. I couldn't fit my scaffolding to jump off of it. Yeah. But they just so happened to have like some nine foot scaffolding in the back of the gym, and so I don't know if it was Colin or Hilgi, but they came up with this idea to have like my other opener be my body double, <laughs> and I'll sneak off stage what? and like go to the back of the room. Yeah. And get on top of this scaffolding, so it was cool. I mean, it was a little awkward because like. It wasn't like 500 people packed in that gym. Right. Probably like 80. So I'm like 40 feet, probably more than 40 feet away from where the crowd of people are by the yeah. time they realize I'm on the other end of the, the room. But yeah. yeah, we timed like the lights and everything where they blacked out and then the spotlight went to the back of the right. room. It was like my Garth Brooks moment. That's that's amazing. You came with rhinestones and everything? Yeah, I had the yeah. rhinestones, the space helmet, the whole, the whole Chaps too and everything. Not the chaps, oh. just the Tiger King. <laughs> Let's not go back there. I'm trying not to. Ah, man. Um, that's what's up, man. Well, so I'm going a, I'm to a try to wrap it up real quick. So, um, but I want, for one, I want people to, like, be able to follow you. Um, so if you can, like, just say, like, you're at um, Instagram, yeah. your website, whatever, yep. people can follow you So, yeah, you at, Instagram so. is Dylan Chase, okay. Uh, Twitter is Dylan Chase. Website is DylanChaseMusic.com. Yeah. And then uh, TikTok, we'll, we'll just try again. Yeah, we'll try again. And for anybody out there that's like trying to start up music and it's everything, whether it's like, you know, just putting out singles or starting out with yeah. SoundCloud or just like something tangible for somebody that wants to start out being an artist or an entrepreneur in that way, what's, uh, what's something that you could suggest to them or follow yeah. in their purpose or just something like that? Real simple is like, you know, make something that matters, make something that's meaningful. Because if you just follow every like, trend or or wave you know that's not gonna bring you any type of like long-lasting impact and I would say you know be yourself you know what I mean I think like I tried to take on the rapper persona early on because I thought that that's just kind of how I had to be but then I was like you know what I really love my wife and I really like (laughs) being nice to people you know I'm not that violent of a guy which I feel like rappers are more nice overall than they used to be thanks to Drake (laughs) right definitely for sure so yeah I would just say man don't be afraid to, to be yourself and speak about your life experience from your unique perspective because yeah. no one else can do that but you. Yeah. That way you don't just sound like every other SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, definitely. Bro, I appreciate you coming through. Thank oh, you dude, so thank much. Thank you. It was so good. Um, this has been a very uh, entertaining, um, but then also really dope, man. And so um, I know that you'll be able to you know impact a lot of people. So appreciate you coming through. Um, and thank you so much for tuning in to um, another Generation Y podcast. We'll see you soon. I'll be a jerk. Hey!